welcome to the Breaking 90 podcast, where we talk about all things sustainable fat loss. We take people on 90-day journeys to creating fat loss forever. Thanks for listening. I hope you enjoy the episode. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Breaking 90 podcast. I'm your host, Alex Harriman. I'm here today with my co-host, Kelly Sarlo. To that point, the right way on your screen. Yeah, you did. <laughs> um, thanks for being here with us and, and listening. I hope you guys enjoy this episode. Hey, Kelly. Um, Merry Christmas, Alex. Merry Christmas. I know it was yesterday for when people are listening. Um, we're recording in advance, obviously. <laughs> yeah, it's uh it's that time of year. The 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 all the all the fun and the chaos that comes along with it, right? Yep. Exactly that. And actually that pertains to my story today. Um, just, and actually it could probably tie into a tip too. Every single year, friends and family of mine decide or reevaluate whether or not we want to do gifts together. And this has been a lifesaver over the years for me because it's a decision that we get to make as a group or a pair so that we can actually take away some of the stress if need be, um, where we can have just that honest conversation about like, you know what, that's not what's important to us this year, or this is something that we really want to do together. And it's not where um, one of us is caught buying for the other and the other doesn't. And then there's like discomfort. So it's just something that I, I love to talk about because I don't think people necessarily put it on the table to say like, Hey, do you want to or not? It's just kind of an hmm. assumption. Yeah. I, I, I hate gifts. <laughs> okay. So, so if you want to talk about it with me is I don't, we don't ever have to get each other gifts and that's perfectly fine to me. Perfect. Well, I, you know, I did get a chocolate bar from you last year and that was perfect. Yeah. That one, that one, see to me, like gifts are fun when you're a kid. I love getting gifts for kids. Um, but gifts as an adult aren't really that good unless it's just something that you're like, oh, that person would love that. And that's yeah. when a gift is cool. Like we knew you liked those chocolate oranges. So then it's like, oh, that we saw it. We're like, oh, we should get that for Kelly. It's like, mm-hmm. whatever, spend a couple bucks. And it's like, rather than me getting you like a coffee maker that you didn't really like or or something for your house that you're like, yeah, it's pretty cool. It's, it's not as good as the one that I would have bought for myself for the exact same amount of money. But that, that's what I hate about gifts. Um, I do like the gift exchanges, though, those games. I think they're really fun. Yeah, I would agree. But I, to me, that's an experience more so than it is a gift, which totally. actually is another thing. I love gifting experiences to people. Um, mm. So, you know, the three of us have done, have done escape rooms and yeah. things like that. So it's like if we know we're going to get in, into an experience together where there's a memory totally. created, that that to me is priceless. Yeah, I agree. I agree. I, I I like that idea. And I like the gift exchange because everybody kind of can choose out of all the items something that is either hilarious or that they'll actually use. Yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> um, all right. You ready? What you got? Okay, so I, I'm trying to pick a topic that I, I know you talk passionately about, and I think that's why people love um, to engage with this podcast in the first place. I want to talk about embracing January motivation. It's literally right around the corner. It's next week. Um, so how do we do that? Because I like we throw around cl- cl- like cliches as humans a lot, and we don't necessarily know exactly what they mean or how to go about, you know, actually implementing them. So what does it actually mean to embrace January motivation? It's a good question. I think I think there's a lot of people here. Um, maybe you haven't 
listened to this yet but if that's you you don't know that because you haven't listened to this and there's a lot of people here listening to this right now that are like oh shit that was me um that are like waiting for that January motivation they're like oh I can't wait for that feeling because you know that feeling we've all been there January 1st where it's like fresh start fresh calendar I'm gonna I'm gonna like I've got a clean slate to paint a new picture of 2024 um and and I don't mind riding that wave of motivation, but what we see so often is it's like, well, in, in doing that, I'm going to fuck up the end of 2023. Mm -hmm. I'm just like allow myself to make choices that I wouldn't even have allowed a week ago because I've already committed to clean slate January, which is, (laughs) is such a backwards way of thinking. Yeah. Right. And so if that's you, stop doing that. Like, even if you don't take action until January 1st, don't put yourself in a worse position now because of it. That's a ridiculous, absolutely ridiculous thing to do. It's it's the equivalent to getting a flat tire and slashing your other three. I love that. Yeah. And so... If you're listening to this and you want to wait till January 1st, I'm not going to stop you. I don't have time to stop you. I'm going to hopefully be um, enjoying some downtime this week like the rest of us. So I would rather you didn't. But if you are going to wait till January 1st, don't make these next handful of days worse because of it. Mm-hmm. That's it. That's all I'm asking you for. Okay. Back to your initial question. What was the, what was the question? How What does it mean to embrace for January motivation? Yeah. Um, well, I think that covers part of it, but the other part is, is, is accepting that that is okay. A lot of people don't like the idea of new year's resolutions and, and, um, we should, we should do this all year long, not just in January. Like, no, it's okay. You're going to get an extra boost of motivation. Most people do like ride, ride that wave, but in doing so understand that it is a wave. Mm -hmm. So start, start looking at it for what it is a little boost of caffeine a little pre-workout that eventually isn't going to be there and that's what we need to build for that that's it to me that kind of of covers it yeah I like your metaphors um (laughs) just to kind of ride what you were saying too a lot of a lot of what we see is all or nothing thinking and when we're talking about riding the January motivation we're not expecting it to take you the entire year, right? It's not going to allow you to get through the entire year. So taking that motivation, but setting short-term goals can sometimes be one of the best things instead of saying 2024, um, because that in and of itself is a way of looking at all or nothing. So if you're looking at January and you feel motivated, set your own challenges, your bare ass minimum challenges for 30 days, right? Mm -hmm. And if by the end of those 30 days, you like what you're doing and it is changing your life, even minimally in a really positive way, then go ahead and continue for another week. Go ahead and continue for another two weeks if you want to. But those short-term goals, um, they are going to trigger the reward center in your brain, which is going to make you want to do more of that thing, right? And hopefully then that motivation can sort of continue a little longer than just 30 days. Yeah, I love that. And 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 like just to reinforce what Kelly's saying is that that motivation isn't going to carry you through the year you're going to be lucky if that motivation carries you into February 
it, for some people it'll it'll last a couple months for most people it'll last several weeks like yep. it's not it's not an everlasting amount of motivation motivation is going to come and go during different periods of the year this is a big boost ride it out in and as you ride it out um look at look at your exit plan knowing that it isn't going to be there um i like that though set a smaller goal right like like make make that motivation go further basically because if we if we if we look at three weeks of motivation out of 52 it's very small but if we look at three weeks of motivation on like a a six or a nine or a 10 week goal it's very big Mm -hmm. so that's that's a cool way to frame it I don't want to interrupt you. <laughs> no, go ahead. Well, I think I kind of wanted to pose it maybe as as another question. Like when when we talk about implementation, because you can feel motivation in kind of more of a, an energetic way, a cerebral way, like I can't wait to start or I'm excited to do something. But thinking about it is not the same as doing. So if I'm embracing motivation, what does that look like in terms of action? How about that? Yeah, cool. So, so I think, um, I talk about like the volume knobs or the continuums all the time. And I like, I like to reference it this way, because if we, if we think of all of our actions on a sliding scale, as opposed to, um, set, set and concrete actions that we have to, we have to adhere to, then we can always throttle back or, or push forward. Okay. So I'll use the volume knob just to keep it, just to keep it easy. So, um, you you set out some action steps with your with your upcoming January motivation that you're going to um you're gonna train four days a week and you're going to drink three liters of water a day and you're going to eat um four servings of vegetables a day. And and now if we put each of these on a volume knob right now, we're we're rocking at like an eight or a nine out of ten, like almost full volume, knowing that we're gonna be kicking ass in January and we're we're excited about that. And I'm not saying this is where you should set your goals. I'm just saying like this, this is an example. So we're at an eight or nine out of ten on each of these. Um we're fully aware that February is gonna come or March is gonna come. We're gonna dip in motivation. Most people are gonna shut the volume off and be like, I can't do this anymore. It's too much. They just push the power button. But if knowing that it's on a volume knob, we can dial it down a little bit. We can we can figure out what a six out of ten looks like. We can figure out what a five out of ten looks like, where we still hear the song, we're still making progress, but it's just not as loud. And that's okay because we're still making progress. That's that's the idea of putting something on a volume knob or a continuum is that whenever the motivation dips or whenever life gets crazy, whatever it might be, we should be able to slide back a little bit to still be moving forward. And if you don't set it up this way, knowing that motivation is going to hit hard in January, you will absolutely fall off at some point and be disappointed in yourself. Mm-hmm. Cool. I like that. Um, I also want to ask too, or I at least bring up, let's have a conversation about the fact that sometimes we can energetically and cerebrally feel the motivation, like I was just saying, but we don't necessarily know what we want to do. And I know we've done podcasts in the past about knowing where to start or how to start a health and fitness journey, but like, how might one even go about figuring out what they want to focus on in their health and fitness when motivation hits? I love the, that, like, I don't even know if I'm referencing it correctly, but going through that, like seven layers of why questioning, right? 
what like what do i want why why is that important to me okay why is that important to me why do i want to do that why 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 until we get to the root of it and then once we get to the root of it it's not that hard to be like okay what what three actions or what two actions are if i did them consistently would get me closer to that outcome well, so you're not, if I'm hearing you correctly, just so listeners can understand, you're not necessarily just deciding what actions you want to take right off the hop. You're telling me that you've got a bigger goal in mind, potentially a body transformation, let's say. Yeah. Could be losing weight, could be putting on muscle, you know, X, Y, or Z. And then you're working backwards with the why, why does it matter? Why does it matter? So then what actions could I do to contribute to that outcome? Yeah, because when we have the outcome really clear, like if I just say I want to lose 15 pounds and I don't have a clear why, there's there's a million different ways we can approach losing 15 pounds. Yeah, that I also want to bring up a different example too. Like if you say, okay, new year, I want to be in bed by 1030 every night. I want to get better sleep this year, but you don't actually articulate why better sleep is important to you. Then when you're doing something fun at the end of the night or you're engaged with, you know, another person or you're feeling productive and you're getting something done, the getting to bed at 1030 can feel really arbitrary and you're like, ah, what does it really matter? Because you only set forth an action that you wanted to take instead of understanding why it was actually important to you. Well, and then and then think about this. You think you think that the goal is to get to bed earlier so you make you make three action steps that are in line with that goal of getting to bed earlier. But the actual when you dig into the why you reveal that the important part isn't the getting to bed earlier, it's something else. Yeah. Right. And so now maybe it's very clear that the action steps, part of it might be getting to bed earlier, but maybe part of it is actually preparing better for the next day. Or part of it is, is something else that can better contribute to the actual outcome of what we're trying to achieve. Yeah. I love that so much. It's clarity, right? Yeah. Yeah. And it's, it's super important. It's something we do with our clients all the time is, is look at your goal and, and really take a deep dive look at why that's important to you. Because I've, I've said it a million times, but the number on the scale is not going to carry you. Mm -hmm. Like the number on the scale is just a, a data point. You need, you need a reason there to push you to make change. That's excellent. And I know next week we'll be talking about goal setting too. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. That's what I was going to say. Stay tuned for that one because we can we can definitely get a little bit deeper on that specific topic. Mm -hmm. Cool. Anything else that comes to mind with embracing motivation? It is going to come. It is normal. Um, expect it, but also expect that it's not going to be there eventually. Like motivation comes in waves. Use it to your advantage when it's there. And don't feel bad when the motivation starts to leave because if that's a normal cycle. Um, the, what we control is the actions and our discipline that we do take consistently, which, um, is completely in our control. That motivation is just an added boost that at times we're going to have as a benefit to us. Mm, that's cool. Okay. I love it. That's enough for today. Awesome. Um, you got a closing tip for us? Yeah. Um, with all this talk about January motivation and knowing that we're going to talk about goals next week, uh, I really wanted to make sure that people 
don't get to the point of like overwhelm with their excitement of this motivation and set really high standards for their goals and really mm -hmm. big, big kind of changes. Um, if you feel motivated to do them and you're like easily crushing a 45 minute workout and doing a lot for your health and fitness, that's great. In that process or simultaneously, make sure that you're also setting a bare ass minimum goal so that while this motivation is high and you do have the time and the energy to commit to some of those larger or longer actions, that you still have a good idea of what that bare ass minimum is that you can fall back on, on the days where you can't commit for one reason or another, or the body just can't do what it does in an ideal day. Uh, when you identify those BAMs, those particular days aren't going to feel like failures or setbacks. You're just going to understand that, like Alex said, you're on the continuum. Today's a six out of 10. I love that. And, and yeah, I, I was just going to, I was just going to circle back to that. Like you're, you're turning the volume down, but you're still listening, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's it. You're still listening. You haven't shut it off. You haven't given up. You're still listening. That's great. Cool. This was fun. Hey, thanks guys. Wherever you are listening to this right now, do us a favor, take a screenshot, share it to your Instagram and tag at breaking 90 fitness. We appreciate you being here with us and listening. Thank <laughs> you.